Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brian Vosper, um, episode 13, UFC State of the Union podcast. I'm going to be talking about the Alexa Grasso card versus Arujo that happened last week. We're going to go with UFC 280 picks as well as some uh, fight announcements that recently happened. But yeah, it's kind of late at night right now. Got UFC 280 in a few hours. Man, this card is... Everyone is stoked for this card. It's stacked beyond belief. It's going to happen in the morning. So we got a, a daytime card. So this is going to be pretty sweet. And so I'm going to go through, you know, I think the, the thing people are most excited about is that 280 card. So I'm going to go through, you know, what happened last week with the Grasso Arujo card. Um, Alexa Grasso got the win. She's looked great at that new weight class, 125. Um, I think what's next for her is she was probably going to fight the winner, in my opinion, of Fioro uh, versus Chokagian on this card or Tyla Santos. I think those are the two um, next matchups that you could possibly make for Alexa Grasso. Um, some highlights I saw on that card. Dear Lord, Alonzo Menafield straight up destroyed Serkinov. Man, feel bad for that guy. That was brutal KO. You had Tatsuro Tyra. Super in and out burger fan, so you gotta love that dude. He's undefeated, gets a submission. You saw Mike Jackson get absolutely destroyed by Pete Rodriguez. Dear lord, that also was insane. Um, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I think Mike Jackson kind of had it coming from a while back with the the cm punk fight a long time ago where you know he kind of just like was like milking that whole fight it was just kind of no one was really happy with that performance specifically and i feel like i think he's actually going into this fight he was still like one and oh and so i mean this fight yeah clearly was like whoo let's just give him like a crazy like a prospect that's up and coming just oh man did not end well for that dude um Nick Maximov, this guy is getting exposed a lot. Um, he's, eight, I mean, he's eight and two now, two fight losing streak. But man, he's always like talking smack going into fights about how other people are like talking a big game and trying to get like headlines and stuff. The dude is doing the exact same thing, but then loses. Like, I mean, he literally. So he, I, I'm not sure if like I don't know if you want to call it karma or what, but. I mean, if you look back, um, the Petrovsky fight, I mean, when he was still undefeated, he was talking a huge game going into that fight. He gets choked out. Going into, so he's 8-1, and one, goes into this fight. I mean, he's doing the same exact thing, calling a lot of people out, talking about how he wants to fight Bo Nickel or Kamzad eventually. Um, and then, like, I mean, like, he, he, got, he got exposed again. Like, he went against a guy that... Um, I mean, he was able to get, like, hurt his legs pretty bad. Um, so he was definitely compromised. But, I mean, dude, he actually was, um, I mean, kind of a, for someone that got in a situation with their legs kind of compromised like that, he actually had a lucky situation because most people, um, most people, um, like, I think Felder was saying it during that fight, like, man, why isn't he just like extremely chopping at this dude's legs and malcoon i believe afterwards even admitted he's like yeah to be honest that's just not really a weapon in my arsenal um so i mean dude got lucky but i mean if he was going against someone with good leg kicks he would have gotten 
he would have gotten straight up TKO'd just off that because his legs were were done. Um, so yeah, but I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like that dude's just—I don't know if you want to call it karma, but it's seeming like a situation where he's talking a lot of smack going into fights and it's not going well for him. He's definitely beatable. Is what we're seeing. Um, and then unfortunately we saw Cub Swanson. Oh man, I was excited for his debut at 135. Did not go well. Um, matched him up against Martinez, who just has brutal leg kicks and just is able to just end that pretty quick. Um, so yeah, and then let's go with um, let's fly into the the fight announcements that happened. Actually, I believe this one actually happened today. Colby Covington versus Kamzat got announced. They're adding that to UFC 285. So it's going to be in the same card as the Leon Usman trilogy in London. And Dana's already talking about, like, he is really stoked for, you know, having a a huge London card. And he actually even said uh, verbatim that he wants to make that London card as stacked as this 280 card. And so, I mean... It's, we're only in the beginning, but headliner, you have Leon Usman 3, Komain, Kamzat, Colby. I mean, I, I would expect um, you're probably going to get Patty in there. You're going to probably get Molly McCann. You're going to probably get, I mean, let's see what happens with um, the Driscus fight at the end of the year versus Till. If Till wins, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Till get probably added there. Um yeah, there's um, Mokayev. I, I feel like he's going to win tomorrow, so he's going to get added. So, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of names that you could do there, and I, I believe they're probably going to add more, some more like high ranked fighters as well to that. To if they're if they're going to try and make it as stacked as um, two eighty, they're definitely going to do that. So it's not just going to be like kind of because um, it is a pay per view. It's going to be UFC two eighty five. So. Usually, like, you know, the fight nights, they usually more do guys, like, that are coming up the rankings. They're not usually doing, like, you know, top fives and stuff all the time. I mean, they do, but, I mean, more on, like, the pay-per-views, I want to say, is usually more higher, higher ranked. And then fight nights, on the main card of fight nights, you'll sometimes see it. But it's just, it's more usually like, you know, they're climbing the ranks. But they are still insanely good matchups. But I think in 285... It's going to be interesting to see what matchups they throw on that card for London. Um, so, and then kind of, you know, connecting the dots here, um, Colby Huffington versus Comzat gets announced. What do I think happens there? This is going to be an interesting one because um, style-wise, you know, Colby has insanely good wrestling. Comzat has insanely good wrestling. What's going to happen? Is he? Are they going to cancel each other out? Um, and then we're kind of now looking to see what's going to be the difference here because, you know, in the Burns versus Kamzat fight, he definitely had to take a different approach because Burns has one-shot knockout power. He almost did get KO'd. So, yeah, I mean, he hit some bombs and had a lot of damage there. Um, in this fight with Colby, it's going to be different because now it's a it's a volume striker. Um it's going to be interesting to see if Colby's striking, if he's able to like frustrate Kamzat, because we don't know what happens uh, with Kamzat if he actually is getting hit with a crap ton of volume. I mean, like that Colby is able to put on you. So if he, I mean, there is obviously 
Kamza has the equalizer. I mean, if he's able to land that bomb shot. Um, the kind of the main difference there, though, is I feel like he's not going to have as much fear against Colby in the striking department because he's going to like so he's going to be able to take more risks cuz he knows Colby doesn't have the the one shot KO power but Colby is very fast on his feet he knows how to like you know just he hits you a ridiculous amount gets in and out and he frustrates people and then he mixes in the takedowns really well and so we're going to see what happens there i think that's just an unreal fight though um but signs are pointing um you know what's going to hap- happen um at UFC 283, that real card, I think you're going to now see Burns Masvidal. I, I want to say I saw someone tweet that out. So Burns Masvidal is probably in the works. Um, and then the last one before I get into the 280 predictions, um, because we're only a few hours away. Um, Jones Stipe for 282, for UFC 282, the end of the year card. So this is my one critique. I've, I might have mentioned this in a past episode. My one critique of, you know, Stipe is his activity level. Unfortunately, he only fights about once a year. And if you look back at his record, Stipe, he's only fought two guys in the past five years, Ngannou and DC. Um, so, I mean, and five, five fights. So, I mean, it's kind of, at this point, I feel like, Stipe, Stipe is actually the reason, unfortunately, that this this fight actually did get pushed back. Um, I want to say back in even the beginning of this year, they were hinting that Jones wanted to fight International Fight Week. So kind of like, you know, summer getting close to fall. Um, but Stipe requested that it be at the end of the year. So that's what made it rumored, you know, we we're going to probably see a banger card at the end of the year with a Jones-Stipe. Um, it's still possible that happens. I was even thinking that they might do a similar thing to what they did with Oliveira Islam getting announced during a pay-per-view. There is a slight chance if they they pull a uh, a reverso, like a little reverse card, because Dana did say it's not looking like he's going to fight in 2022. They're looking at more kind of early 2023. But maybe they do pull pull something and they announce it during the pay-per-view tomorrow because i don't think they've officially announced that um jerry glover is the headliner for that end of the year card so and that that could be a crazy promo if they do that during the card tomorrow i mean this is just my opinion i think it would be crazy if they announced that but i i, I don't know um but yeah the problem is stipe asks for it end of year if it does get pushed back, what I think is going to happen, I think they're just going to say, screw it with the Stipe Jones card. They're just going to wait for Ngannou. Just go Jones and Ngannou beginning of the year in Q1. So around like February, March is what I think is going to happen. Um, and then they're going to put Stipe versus, you know, Cyril Gone or some, someone, you know, high up, maybe, maybe a Curtis Blades, something like that. Um, just because you can't keep get, having it pushed back, and uh, that, that again, that's just kind of steep is awesome. But I, I just wish he was a little more active. That division is on the like it's it's more competitive than ever before. And actually, what's crazy, Stipe's only fought one guy that's currently ranked at heavyweight right now. Only one guy, and it's Ngannou. Every single the rest of the top fifteen, if you look at, he hasn't fought any of them. So I mean. 
yeah, that's just kind of, that's a little crazy in my opinion. So uh, we'll see what happens there. If they, they do announce it tomorrow, um, Stipe Jones end of year, they just go with the, the banger announcement. I told you so, but let's see what happens. Um, I think if they if it doesn't get booked soon, they're just going to say, screw it. Let's go in Ghani Jones beginning of next year. Um, get the bigger fight. And so now for the predictions, UFC 280. So let's see here. What, what do I have to say about some of the stuff I saw? So face-off. Um, well, let's talk about Oliveira's weigh-in. So weighs in first on the scale. Super hyped up. Fly, he's he's running off the stage afterwards. So he's looking energized, pumped up, ready to go. Um, one thing that's really interesting, there was actually a tweet that went out um, about Volkanovski um, with BT Sports, how Dana actually contact, told, um, told Volkanovski, hey, make sure you're ready um, to be the backup. Someone is... They didn't name who it was in the tweet, and Volkanovski didn't reveal it to the person at BT Sports, but someone was struggling to make weight, so they they alerted Volk to 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 be ready just in case if that person did you know mess up and couldn't make it. My opinions on what that means: Oliveira, when he weighed in, he was moving fast. He was excited. He did not look drained. That tweet was probably referring to Makachev. Um, that he maybe had a bad weight cut. And DC even alluded to how he he is a professional, but he did cut a, a decent amount. Uh, he still had like 11 pounds to go um, in that like in that 24-hour period. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how that affects things. I mean, it'd be interesting. Um, you don't want to have a botched weight cut going against someone like Oliveira. So we'll see what happens. He did make weight, so we'll see how serious that really was. One thing I saw actually was on a on a page on TikTok. Someone actually was kind of like analyzing. Um, they they said that grapplers like so when both these guys usually fight um, against grapplers, they tend to go past round two. So if you're looking at kind of the betting odds, uh, if you and you analyze both these guys' records. Typically, when they go against strikers, they are able to end the fights, you know, round one, round two. When they go against grapplers, it goes a lot. It tends to go, you know, round three and further. And so um, there was one odds, I think one bet, prop bet some people were looking at was over 1.5. I, th- I want to say it was a minus 155. Um, but that that could be a good pick. But you also have to go back to the Full Send podcast and also a few interviews this past week. Charles is doubling down. Um, he wants that first-round knockout. Um, and that, that podcast is pretty good. If you guys haven't seen that one, the, the Full Send podcast, um, that, that was crazy. They got Oliveira. They got Makachev. They got Volkanovski on there. Um, so it's pretty sweet. The only thing is I think I'm on the same page as a lot of people. Man, Steiny's got to stop beefing with people on the air, and it's just, it's just getting awkward at points, man. Um, I do like the I do like um, Bradley Martin and Kyle working together, though. That's that's an awesome awesome combo you got going there. I think you could even get away just do Kyle Bradley and the guest 
I, I think that would be an awesome combo right there. Um, just, I, I feel like Steiny's kind of beefing a little too much with people, even with Gabe. Um, that was the guy that was translating for Makachev or <laughs> translating for Oliveira, uh, in the beginning. I was like, dang, like he was even like poking the bear at Gabe. Um, he's asking awkward questions about like Bradley Martin's like kid and stuff. Uh, it's just like, or like possibly be, like being a dad in the future is just asking kind of weird stuff and stuff. So yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I did like their podcast a lot. Um, but it was, um, it was cool to see how Oliveira doubled down going for that round one KO. If he pulls that off, he gets a round one KO or a submission um in abu dhabi i've said this before you gotta take take masvidal's bmf belt send it to Oliveira because gosh that would be just ridiculous he's flying into enemy territory left and right and just taking fools out um and if he does that in front of khabib like i mean you got the top 155er uh right there i mean i think Oliveira easily takes that spot um that he's the the goat at 155 um if he takes out makachev with especially with a finish um because this version of Oliveira is just looking ridiculous and i mean the downside with khabib is he doesn't have he only had three title defenses and i mean this this guy is definitely would definitely have been his hardest matchup um so yeah, I think if he if he's able to take out Makachev, he is the the goat at one fifty five now. Um, looking what could happen as well, um, they actually on that podcast. I, okay, yeah, this was one point of the podcast that was interesting. I forget who asked this question. Um, they asked Makachev what was his hardest fight. Um, this fight was a really long time ago, but. Um, Makachev said uh chris wade chris wade fights in pfl now um but he's a really good wrestler um this is an interesting situation because um Makachev hasn't been like you know taken down really in the ufc a ton but that fight actually that fight specifically in the ufc he did um and chris wade actually had some success grappling with grappling with magachev and proving that he can get taken down and so i mean that was actually interesting hearing from magachev saying that's that was his hardest fight it would be interesting if um i mean if Oliveira just decides to pull pull the switcheroo because i think what a lot of people are expecting or what a lot of people are thinking is you know Oliveira, his keys to victory knocking him out or maybe catching a slick submission as he shoots but what if Oliveira just kind of catches him off guard he shoots goes for something and tries to kind of do what chris wade was able to do have some success there and then that's that's where that could get really interesting similar to you know i mean these are way different styles of fighters but um even Leon versus Usman. Leon was able to take down Usman real quick in the in the rematch. I mean, how much that was able to probably boost Leon's confidence. Granted, you know, the rest of the fight, you know, wasn't going really his way up until like he landed the KO. But I mean, if you're able to do something like that, that can change your confidence a lot. Especially if you're a grappler like Oliveira. Um 
or even kind of comparing it to, you know, the rematch with Jan versus Sterling. Um, if you're able to all of a sudden, you know, you're taking the guy down and really early, something they were nobody was really expecting. I mean, it can affect your confidence, and that could be interesting. We've never seen Makachev in a real state of adversity on the ground um, where he's, like, fighting off submissions and stuff. Um, so that could be interesting. Um, what would be my predictions for some of the other fights? So my prediction on Makachev versus Oliveira. I'm, I'm going with – I think we're going to see Oliveira by, by a finish – um, I think, man, do I, do I think he's going to get the KO or sub? Uh, let, let's just say, screw it. Let's go first round KO by, by, by Oliveira. Let's see. He pulls off Adriano Martins. Exactly what he did. Um, see what happens. Um, but also I, one thing I could see happening though, is Oliveira is really good catching wrestlers when they shoot. Um, it would be interesting if he caught a guillotine on him. That's another thing. Um, TJ, TJ Dillashaw versus Sterling. I think TJ is going to win this. Um, I actually saw a really interesting stat today, actually, um, that in his whole career, TJ has been on his back less than two minutes. And so it's going to be, I think TJ has the skill, the striking advantage. Um, man. <laughs> on the stage in the face-offs both guys well i mean the crowd was chanting epo uh, i don't want to say algos on anything but i mean both these guys looking sauced up there there's even some tweets out there and ig posts people were pointing out like aljo is evening the playing field <laughs> because there are some oh man he looked yoked beyond belief and so I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see if this. <laughs> we'll see. But um, I think TJ actually is gonna get this. Um, and then there's a lot that would shake up that 135 division. I think what happens, um, if TJ were to get the win, I I think you're gonna see, um, I think you're gonna see Sahudo versus TJ, or. They give TJ the shot. Or I mean, they give Suhuda the shot to fight Volkanovski in Australia. I think something like that's going to happen. Um, but um, but also at the same time, Jan, they did say Jan versus O'Malley is a number one contender fight. So, I mean, TJ versus Jan or O'Malley, actually. So, I mean, those are very likely. I think that I, I should probably scratch that back with the Suhudo thing. Um, it's probably more likely it's going to be O'Malley versus or Mally or Sean versus the winners since they already said that. But we'll see what happens. You know, things change in the sport real quick. Um, what do you think is going to happen in Jan versus O'Malley? Um, Peter Jan's just got to be, um, I think most people have said it at this point. He's got to be careful at um, giving away round one. Um, Pete, Peter is typically a, a slow slow starter. This is a fight. This is a three round fight. Um O'Malley is very good at like, you know, dodging and evading. Um, and so, I mean, he just can't, Jan can't afford to be slow against this guy in the beginning. And then, you know, O'Malley's able to steal round one. And then all he needs to do is just steal another. And then he's got it. And so, I mean, yeah, Jan's just got to be careful with that. Gamrot versus Dariush. 
I saw some people saying that people are sleeping on Daryush, how good he is. I don't think it's necessarily people are underestimating Daryush. It's just, in my opinion, I feel Gamera is almost like a a better version of Daryush. If you look at kind of their styles, Gamera, I feel like, should be undefeated right now. I feel like his, so his only loss is to Kutalazzi, but I feel he got robbed in that fight. Um, Grappling-wise, I feel like he has the jiu-jitsu advantage. Both have really good jiu-jitsu, but I think, I think Gamrot's is actually better. He competed in ADCC in 2019. He lost to Gary Tonin. But, I mean, to go there, that's like that's the Olympics of jiu-jitsu. And so to be able to go there, that just shows how good you are grappling. Um, and then also, I, I just feel like striking and stuff, what we were able to see in the the, arm, the Sarukian fight, um, how he's able to grind down in the later rounds too if he needs it. Um, so I think I think Gamrot overall I think he's gonna I think he's gonna take that against Daryush, but you can't count Daryush out. I think these are kind of the two two dark horses of that division. But I think Gamrot's gonna take it in my opinion. Um Chokagian versus Fioro. Um downside here is Chokagian missed weight by I think one point five. So not a ridiculous amount, but still missed weight. Fight's still going to go on. Um, Chokagian's kind of like an ultra gatekeeper of that division. So we're going to see what happens. But I want to say she was like a plus 175. Um, I would need to check the odds now. But um, especially after she missed weight, because maybe that has changed things. But um, yeah, um, I think I think Chokagian gets the job done. Um, she She pretty much almost beats everyone in that division. Except she's not on the level of Valentina. Valentina still just gives her a lot of problems. <clears throat> and then Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad. I really am excited for this fight, actually. Um, Sean Brady, man, like Bilal Muhammad's talking was talking tons of smack this week on Philadelphia, um, hating the Eagles and everything and whatnot. And then he was even talking about putting Sean Brady to sleep. And <laughs> Sean Brady even talked about that, like, in the, the presser. He's like, bro, you ain't putting anybody to sleep. And so I don't know what Bilal's talking about because Bilal's like a decision machine. It's like, dude, you're not Mike Tyson with Oliveira Jiu-Jitsu. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about putting people to sleep. And so, um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But I really like Sean Brady's style. He's undefeated. Um, I think he's... It's going to be interesting, the grappler versus grappler matchup, to see what happens here. I think the the one thing that um, Sean does have to be careful of is um, Bilal does usually have pretty good striking at being able to, like, outpoint people. Again, he's not a KO artist or someone with, like, ultra threat on the feet. <laughs> he has been KO'd a few times. But, I mean... He does have that style where he, you know, he's able to pepper you and steal away some rounds if, if you're not careful. And I feel like kind of we'll see, we'll see what happens. But it would be interesting if, you know, Sean Brady, if he gets you to the ground, you know, he, his submissions are ridiculous. So, um, But I don't know if he's going to be able to pull one off on, on Bilal Muhammad, but we'll see what happens. Um, I really like um, one fight that – on the prelims also chow Baralo versus uh Murodov. i might be mispronouncing that but um chow undefeated um love that fight i think that guy's gonna get it done 
Um, and then, yeah, let me pull up the card, make sure there's nothing I'm missing. I think um, Mokayev is a lock on this card. That guy's going to win again. Um, let's see here, man. We're only a few hours away. So Nikita Krilov, uh, he beat Gustafson his past fight um, against Vulcan Uzdemir this time. We'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, I think, man. This is just an awesome card. So we'll see what happens. I think um, I'm just really hoping, you know, we see Charles Oliveira get this done. That is just what I am hoping. I want to see the underdog story. It'd be really cool just um, seeing him take that. And then he was even talking, going a little bit even more in advance, talking about how if he wins this, he wants Volkanovski and Rio and then after that, he's willing to even drop to 145 to try and challenge for Volkanovski's belt. Imagine if he did that and somehow won that and went double champ. Olivera's like, status would get freaking ridiculous uh, if he were to somehow do that. He, he, was, he was very set on, you know, I got to focus on the fight right now. But, man, imagine if he somehow was able to pull that off. Um so we'll see what happens this is going to be an unreal card again thanks everyone for listening uh giving the support being patient with me um sorry i didn't get the episode out a little faster i actually had a we had welcomed a new baby boy to the family last week so that's the third little one we have um first boy and so um thanks everyone out there that's reached out and said congratulations um but yeah I appreciate all the sport. Um, again, I just do this as a hobby, guys. I love watching the sport. I watch it religiously. Um, if you can shoot me a review or shoot me an email, uh, UFC State of the Union at gmail.com. If there's any like questions you want me to cover or maybe fight predictions or whatever, any feedback um, for me, you know, helps me out. Good, bad, and ugly. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Hope you're having a great day. And yeah, enjoy these fights tomorrow. They're going to be awesome. Starts at. 10 30 a.m eastern tomorrow so 9 30 central my time um but yeah thanks so much for listening guys hope you're having a great night see ya